Alright, hello and welcome back to the Joy and Pain Sports Podcast with Devin and Chris. Say hello, Chris. What's up, everybody? Good to be back. It's been a while. We apologize for that. It's been kind of a hectic couple of months uh, for obvious reasons. Not specifically for us, maybe, but just in general, hectic. Country. Country, yeah, we're going through some, uh, some stuff. Uh, uh, we're not really going to talk about that. We're going to talk a little more about the sports side of things, which does connect. Everything is connected, but we're going to keep it as tamed as possible as much as I think we can get into the craziness and we can go on a few rants, but yeah, we'll but stick our rants we'll for sports. Yeah, we'll keep it civilized, and uh, we support all the good stuff that's going on fighting the fight that needs to be going on i'll keep it as neutral as possible for now but we all know what side we uh we want uh (laughs) but enough of that uh let's so baseball baseball finally got their uh doo-doo together yep took them long enough to save their own sport they were like for a while it was like you're just gonna kill it you're gonna kill your own sport Yep, and that, that wouldn't have been fun because obviously baseball is America's pastime. Well, it was America's pastime. Yeah. Now, you know, being the first of the big four back, they could uh, regain some of their popularity back. Definitely being one of the only American sport leagues to just come back, I think that helps them tremendously because I think everybody's craving some kind of live sporting event that they, they're kind of used to. and. Well, we know baseball isn't the most popular anymore, and a lot of there's the baseball gets a lot of hate, and some of it rightfully so for the way they handle things. And it's an older game, and it's a slower game, so the new fan or the new age, I guess, everybody's got attention spans that are like like a flea, which that's a whole other debate. But baseball is clearly not for those people, and I get it. But baseball is still, in my opinion, the best. Um, sport just because it is it has all its nuances and it's unique and has a lot of different things and a lot of people are like well that's stupid Uh, and that's their opinion and they're I I don't blame them for that because there's a lot of some things that there are a lot of things excuse me that are specific to baseball that are kind of stupid but then a lot of things that I think are awesome that you only get in the sport yeah and you get a lot of like stuff that hasn't changed throughout throughout like 100 years it's still the same with yeah so because you can't cool if you exactly because if you change if you start changing the fabric of the game then it's going to change the fabric it's going to completely alter you're it's not baseball anymore you're going to ruin it and in some ways i'm a purist like i think like i get trying to speed up the game because some of these like three plus hour games are ridiculous and i don't you're not i don't know how you expect anybody to sit there and watch one on tv unless if they're a hardcore fan and they're going to sit there and watch um but i think changing like i don't know the the replay and stuff i don't mind but all the, the replay you're seeing is is that some of these umpires are really good is that that they're <laughs> there's a reason they have this job. They know what they're doing. But then there's some that, you know, deserve to be like not even doing little league. Oh job. yeah, it's <laughs> like they have some like vendetta against players and they don't, they'll just blatantly make horrendous calls and then you get into the whole arguing, getting tossed out, guys getting tossed out for like nothing. And that's bad. You're going to ruin the game by doing that. If you're, t- I, I go pay money to go see these games or watch these games on TV, and you're gonna be tossing my favorite players out, these superstars. No, that that can't yeah. happen. Granted, that isn't that rampant. I think there's other issues of the MLB that they have to work out. But there's only so much you can do to change the game without completely altering the game itself, and then it's not baseball anymore. Yeah. So. They could keep it, you know, traditional, and then plus adding stuff that would attract new audience. I think that would be the best combination of ways to help it. Definitely. Um, I think they have to do a better job of promoting players and kind of making that more fun, young, youthful vibe. Because that's the key to everything is get the youth 
involved. That's how you get fans for life, and then they pass it on. And and the youth is what carry what is what carry trends and stuff yep. like that. So, and, and that's what the NBA has done. That's what the NFL exactly. has done. So they have they have living models already that just to follow so to yeah, get people and you more just involved. Gear it a little bit towards your own sport. Obviously, you don't want to just yep. do exactly what the others are doing, but you have like a model at least in set from these other leagues that they can use. Yep, definitely. But, uh, so it's back. We get, what, next week or this week is when it's starting Maybe. back up. Yeah, Thursday, Friday. It's awesome. We got a 60-game season. 40 games against um, divisional opponents, rivals. I believe. And yep, then and you the get 20, the 20 the against uh, interleague play and any other uh, – uh, say you're like in American divisions. League, any other yeah. divisions within your respected league, which I think is a great idea. And I think this could be, in turn, this could make the MLB even better and save it for, like, a good time because what 60 games does is now it makes – so you go from 162 games where obviously every game matters, but, like, certain – early on it's not that pivotal if you start losing games unless you – dig yourself a huge hole but 60 games it's now kind of it's like that football type model where it's like every single game is like or series at oh kind of compare it like that is is pivotal you want to be winning like almost all these series otherwise you lose one too many games you're already out of the playoffs yep and this and it opens it up for all these other like these fringe teams so, like, obviously you have your favorites, like the Dodgers, the Yankees, um, the, the Astros, Astros. Yeah. yeah, and yeah, all, all, the all, the, all those favorites, which they should be, and I still would expect them to make the playoffs, no question. But any injuries that happen, or even yeah. corona-tested positives, yep, that could completely alter a team no matter who it is, and it can open it up for – perfect example like my Blue Jays who are on on that fringe I think what I expected this year for them pandemic aside was I didn't expect playoffs yeah that would be nice maybe maybe sniff it a little bit this year but I expected like okay these guys are getting good they're a year or two away from like playoffs and we watch out but now with this 60 game season they have a legitimate shot I think. I mean, I, I, I don't know if they're going to – I don't think they're going to make it, but who the hell knows. Yeah, because it is a tough possible. division because they got 40 games against Yankees, Rays, Red Sox, and then the Orioles. That's the – those those 10 <laughs> games are nice. Stuff, yeah. yeah, that's that'll be nice for them. But otherwise, those other three, that's going to be no cakewalk. And then they also got to play the NL East. Yeah, which is also difficult. They got to play Washington, so it's – it's uh, it's not gonna be easy, but it's so short. They're a young team. It's, I feel like that works in their favor for a little bit. Is that these guys are just they just want to play and they're gonna compete and we'll see what happens. And I think you got a lot of teams that may have not expected at all to think playoffs, but now I I think they're like, hey, we got a shot. This is it's anybody's game this year. Yep. And you look at the teams during a normal season during 162 where. Like, late in the summer, they get hot. Like, you have three or four guys that are, like, hitting uh, out of this world. And if you if that happens now and you're, like, a fringe team, that will propel you, you know, to the to the atmosphere because there's only 60 games. So, anything can happen. Definitely. Um, and also, on the on the opposite side, if you're in a slump, you know, like, 20 games, 20 game slump, you're, you're out of it because, again, it's only 60 games. Yeah, like that the, that little, like, you split it up at the thirds almost. If you're 20 games, so if you're losing any more than really 10 games in that 20 game sweat stretch, excuse me, that could be it yep. for you. Unless yep. you just rattle off another 20 games if you have the time left. But, um,. Yeah, it, it might. Some teams might be. You're gonna tell early they're done, but it. And I, I hope so. It, it goes down to the wire. Like I hope there's a lot. I hope it's like super close where it's like, oh my god, we got like a bunch of teams like the Yankees, Rays, Red Sox, Jays, and the AL East. Like, oh, who's gonna, 
who's gonna win the division there what's who's gonna make the wild card like this and that then you got the NL East as well yeah, the Mets yeah, I think it's, it's have gonna, a shot it's gonna the be, Braves like are gonna be good you got a lot of because it's a, the the power shift really hasn't it's kind of blended it's, there's a little more parity which is pretty cool, and that, and it's even more so. It's been like upgraded, parodied, if that makes any sense, with this yeah. shortened season. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be even more competitive than ever. It's going to be. I think this might be the most exciting season we've ever seen in baseball in recent memory because it's yeah. like it's got that football vibe where it's like every I'll compare like a series to a game is huge. It's pivotal. Not that they weren't when it's a longer season, but it's like you can still more relax. It's like, all right, we, we lost one or two games here on this weekend, but next week we get five games. We can make that up immediately. This, you don't want to be losing too many series, otherwise you're done immediately. And then finished, pack yeah. your bags, you're done. Go home, yeah. go golf or something. And you're right, like during 162, like you can have a bad month and still be in it at the end in like September. Yeah, so, like you can turn it, you can have a good mo- good couple of months yep. afterwards. Like, for example, the Mets always do terribly in June. Like, they lose almost every game in June. <laughs> and then they, they get hot in September and, like, almost make the playoffs. Yeah. But now, with this, you, you don't have, you don't you have, don't have that time to make mulligan it. Mulligan month. <laughs> you, can't, yeah. you can't just drop. If, you, if you're dropping, like, 20 games in a month there there goes the season because i think it, it's 60 games so if you're getting close to 30 losses you're 500 which yeah. may get you in given what else is happening but anything more than 30 you're below 500 and you shouldn't be making the playoffs yeah. at that point yeah so everything's going to play a factor and now also with no fans uh, players might even do even better because you know they do they do well in batting practice with no fans. So yeah, this is a totally different vibe. On. It might help a lot of guys in some ways, yep. and might not. It might work against other guys, and it just might. It's definitely going to affect. Excuse me, the overall atmosphere for these guys, obviously, just because they're used to some kind of crowd noise and people in the stands and and some bickering here and there. Not that that yep. really affects some of these guys because they're professionals. But it it certainly does have some kind of effect, at least yeah. as an overall the crowd ah the no the, that overall noise that's going in and out of strike three pitch uh, uh, with a a full count. Wow, I'm having a hard time with words right now. It's been a while. Apologize. You get everybody stands up, clapping, loud, screaming, uh, and then the payoff pitch. Like, that's nothing. Yeah. You got maybe your if the dugouts are going to pull the old, what we did in high school or college, where everybody's chirping because there's not really that many fans. So you, just, you're, you use your dugout to be the uh, the noise factor. So that would be interesting to see there as well, to see if you're going to get a little more action from the dugouts. But I did see that they might pump in. They're going to pump in noise from, uh, like, the sounds from NBA. Uh, sorry, MLB. The show they're gonna pump in the crowd noise. Oh, that's noise, cool. But, but that's not you know that's not real crowd noise. Like you know that's fake. So yeah, you know it's fake, and you don't see, and you're not, you can't match you can't, yeah, the people. You can't feel the reaction. You're not to, seeing the it at the same time. It's not the same. There's you can feel that energy, obviously, and yeah. but it's gonna these guys are gonna have to go back to like their old days playing in high school or college where there was definitely not nearly as many people going to these games. So it'll be interesting to see uh, how they play. I'm sure it'll still be relatively the same, but it's like getting a big home run or a big play in the field or whatever, some kind of big play. It's just going to be all pure reaction from the players, and that is it. You're not going to get anything from the fans because they're not there, obviously. Yeah. Well, some some teams are going to have like cardboard cutouts, but yeah, yeah. which is <laughs> fine. Like I <laughs> think that stuff's fun. I think they should play around with that, put some, like, cardboard cutouts or stuffed animals or whatever like they were doing in Korea. Yeah. Um, have some fun with it. Be creative because you're going to – you need you need to change – you need to experiment with a few things here without, I think, changing the game itself. But I think yep. for, like, fan experience and TV watching experience, you can, you can play around a little bit with it. Definitely, yeah. So it should be fun to see that, how they integrate that on TV and all that stuff. Yeah, like I, I'm sad now that we it was 
relatively breaking news that the Jays are not going to be able to play their home games in Toronto for the season. The Canadian government is not allowing that for obvious reasons for the pandemic. And I, I get it because they don't want to – because think about it. Yeah, it's nice for the Jays to be there playing half of their games, their home games there. But that means whatever amount of teams that are going to play them have to go cross over the border and go back and forth. Not that they'd be like mingling around, roaming the streets of Toronto because they wouldn't be allowed to do that anyway. Um, it's yeah, just that just, uh, it kind of like defeats. It's like, all right, we're going to just break a few of these pandemic <laughs> lockdown rules for a, a game. It's like, all right, that's, that doesn't really sound too great. Makes sense. Too. Yeah, so I get it. So. It's I mean, it sucks for the team, the Jays itself. They won't be at home. And like we're talking about the noise and stuff. It would have been nice because I know when they were playing their interleague game, inter squad games for like training, uh, like summer camp, as as they were kind of calling it. Um, and, and the Jays, when you hit a home run in that stadium, it's Toronto, so Canada, big hockey. Obviously, we know Canada is the hockey country, the world. Yeah. Um, you hit a home run uh, on the Blue Jays at home, they play like a goal horn, so they were doing that when guys are play, uh, hitting home runs in the inter-squad games. And okay. I'm sure they would have done that during normal yeah. games. And that's still fun. Yeah. That adds to the effect. Because I'm sure on the other team, that's got to be obnoxious. You just gave up a home run. Yeah, and now you hear the <laughs> which I think is awesome. Yeah. Um, obviously, because I'm a side, fan. Not so much. Yeah. Oh, no. But I think but I think that's great, though. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah. It just motivates guys. It's like, all right, we got to get these guys out, not give up home runs yeah. <laughs> on top of the fact that Giving home runs is bad, and you gotta listen to that freaking yeah, uh, in your face too, go so. horn. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's pretty fun. Where are they playing right now? Like the interest interest squad. They're they're are playing they... at Rogers Center. They were granted oh, okay. access for to to tr- do their like new spring training. I mean, they were calling it summer camp or whatever the hell. Yeah. Um, to get back into the swing of things, pun intended. Okay. Uh. <laughs> They, were, so they like, were allowed to do it at Rogers Center, but I think it was just you're not going to be have the actual season home games there because that means other teams from around the uh, the America, um, excuse me, have to uh, travel there, and I, I think that would just defeat the whole purpose of being yeah, cautious the during the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah. Then again, and the then, whole idea of having a season, anyways, kind of doing that, but. We're craving the people need something, I guess. Yeah. Um, and you said that they're gonna play in Buffalo, correct? Like now, yeah, the Buffalo the Bisons, they're yeah. the AAA affiliates. So it'll be there, so they're not too far from Toronto anyway, and it's uh, pretty much an MLB caliber stadium. It's just not gonna be as luxurious, obviously, with the clubhouse and whatnot. But it's literally the next best thing. Uh, we'll see. It's it's not ideal for these guys, but they got to do what they got to do, and it's their job. Yep. And, these and guys need they've this. They've been playing in these stadiums, like in Florida, down there, like in the minor league stadium. Yeah. So they're used to it, like you know, doing it now. So yeah. And regardless with bad. the training, to spring training, you're always in there. Most of your off season, you're doing you're at places like that or just indoor facilities. So it's it's not like it's gonna be like it shouldn't really affect their play that much. I don't think it's just kind of more of like a mindset and just like comfortability type thing yep. for them. No, it's it's going to be, I think it's going to be a great year. Yeah. And I'm really excited for it. I was excited for it before the, like before the pandemic. I was yeah, pumped same. I was so excited for the season. I was just, because I love baseball when it comes back every year. You just love, because it means it's getting warmer Ow, it's happier vibes outside. It's more relaxed. And as much as I love football, but I'm always just angry during football season. Baseball season, a lot less angry. It's more relaxed, fun. Turn on a game in the afternoon, watch a little bit of it. You could put on some tunes while you're watching. It's just a good time. Baseball's good. It's like a hangout. It's happy vibes, stuff like that. Brings us back to some normalcy during these times. Exactly. And uh, I think since it's, uh, like we keep saying, it's a short season, it's anybody's game, the excitement factor has automatically shot up. And this can only mean one thing for the MLB, and that's good. Just good things. Um, 
And I think this can help them get gain a few new fans and establish some kind of growth there with uh, because if they're the first ones to really come back out of the four major sports, people who love sports in general, whether they don't really baseball's not their first choice, they not that they don't have a choice now, but baseball beyond before any of the others, so why not watch it? And yep. now it's crazy with short season you got a bunch of up-and-coming teams that now have a much bigger shot than they normally would have to dethrone the heavyweights of the dodgers the astros the yanks um and all those heavyweights so we'll see i it'll be great i'm i'm super excited i can't wait for it to start i'm gonna watch as soon as i get a chance i'm watching games yep i miss it tonight Tonight we got the Mets and Yankees uh, exhibition on uh, SMY. Oh, there we so go. I'm ready awesome. for that. It, I think it's at it might be at Yankee Stadium, and then tomorrow's at City Field. So, I'm pumped for that. Yeah, this it's gonna be great. Uh, super excited. I mean, what, so what I hear? What, let me hear some of your predictions. So bold predictions. Any teams you think that are gonna surprise and and sneak in that may you may have thought that wouldn't have done uh, done anything or made the playoffs given if if it was a normal season? Um, I think the first team that comes to mind is probably maybe the – I think the White Sox. I think they, they were kind of on the brink before this, and now with the 60 games, I think they have enough talent to make it and make a push for the playoffs. Yeah, I, I, I would they definitely have a lot agree. Of young talent. Yeah, they added a lot of new guys and have a lot of young guys that have come up and started to produce. I think the addition of Encarnacion is an underrated one. Yes, he's a lot older, but the dude still manages to drop like 30-plus bombs, 80-plus RBIs every year. Yep. And you can't hate on that production at all. Oh, definitely. Especially a veteran guy that can help out those young guys over there. Yep, and then you got the addition of uh, Grandal. The catcher, yeah, uh, huge, a great, great locker room presence, great player. So yeah, he should be a good, especially good in a league where it's like we're almost kind of void of like superstar catchers. Like yeah, there's very that few there. guys that are good at both being obviously a catcher, yeah, defensively and hitting, and he's one of those few guys. Definitely, yeah. So that, that's a big impact, and. I would say another team is probably the Reds. I think they, they also got a lot of great talent and made a few additions in the offseason that will help them in the 60-game season also. Definitely. They, they, uh, who, who did they add again? They added a bunch of guys that they I – They got uh, Castellanos. Castilla, yes, that was, that's a great pick. That was a he's, big one. He's, he's routinely just a good, really good, top, above-average player. And he can do a little bit of it, a little bit of it all. He's a good hitter. He's got some speed. He's got a little bit of pop, and he can. He's good out in the field. Yep, definitely. And then they had they got uh, Trevor Bauer also at last year's deadline. And he's he's on a one year deal now, so he should be good too. Oh yeah, they they they, they needed some pitching, and that's another tough division. Top bottom because you can say the worst they were the like worst team for the past couple of years in that division, but now I'd say the Pirates are because they're the the owners just don't care. They're super yeah. cheap over there. It's a yeah, shame because no it's a great sports town. Um and they and and they, they always manage to get and develop some good young talent and then it's like once they start becoming really good or even right before that, they're like, all right, let's just trade it away for more just prospects or nothing. And then they just don't do anything. They don't let it. They can create like a dynasty or it doesn't need to be a dynasty or just like a really good, well put together team. And they just don't want to do it because they don't want to pay anybody. Yeah, they don't want to pay anybody. And yeah. that's, that's that's a shame. That's thing. where a salary cap might be nice for the MLB. Not overall for a lot of the players because they won't make as much, but I think for the smaller market teams that don't, that have to, it's like they have to catch lightning in a bottle every like whatever amount of years, like the Royals or something. Yeah. Um. Because they just because it's still obvious that the teams that win the most games or win the most World Series is still teams with the highest payroll. Granted, the Dodgers haven't won anything, but they've been 
they've been making the playoffs, winning ninety five plus games for forever now, and they've been in the World Series so many times. They have top payroll. Yankees, we all know it's the Yankees. Red Sox. I mean, come on, you gotta. It's still money pays. Like obviously, it, yeah. you're gonna win. Money wins in anything, yeah. <laughs> not just baseball. Yeah, and I think it would be smart to like implement like a maybe like a spending floor where like you have to spend a certain amount of money in free Definitely. agency, you know, to help these teams start spending their money to get some talent to make them more competitive. Yeah. I think that would, that would be very beneficial. Because I don't see the point. The Pirates are the perfect example. It's like if you're the MLB, why wouldn't you want as many as your teams to be good? Because that means they're good, they're more popular, more people are buying tickets they're going to the games you're increasing attendance that's more money there more apparel sales this and that like yeah i know they can still make their money by doing the bare minimum and not have putting a great team out there but that's kind of that's not fair to the fans yeah it's, it's bad for number the number one and it's bad for the product it's like all right you can see these teams they don't care these organizations don't give a crap about anything they're just there to make their money and that's it and it's like, yes, we obviously know you have to make money. That's that's how literally everything works. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, like, isn't also the whole point to win? Yeah. I, I thought yeah, that was the, the thing, too. Be competitive. And it's just fun. It's just supposed to be fun. And yeah. you, you'd want, especially, like, a sports town like Pittsburgh, where you know they have the Steelers, who are obviously their top dog there. And that's, like, a football town. But they're still a sports town. The Penguins are huge. They're there, and then even a few years ago when the Pirates were good, that stadium was packed. It was juiced up. People were loving it. There's, they shut down the Roberto Clemente Bridge. Fans are everywhere. Everything's black and yellow. It's like, why don't you want that? Yeah. I, I don't understand. Yeah. Again, going back to, like, the NBA, they do a great job of, of putting players in markets that are, su- like, are yeah, suffering. Yeah, even like, if they're example, small Zion, markets. Like, they, the Pelicans, quote-unquote, won the lottery to, to get Zion. And now he's he's pumping the the town up, you know. John yeah, they, they're, he's this, this larger than life guy, and now it's like even if they're not that great, oh, they have oh they got a few superstars. I'm gonna go see. Let's go. I'm gonna spend my money to go see these guys. Even yeah, in so. Utah, you got um, yeah, who's out there? Jokic. Um, Donovan Mitchell, Donovan Mitchell, like those are good. It's Utah. It's a Salt Lake City. It's not that obviously not the biggest city in the world and not the most the biggest market for sports, but they get a packed house. Yep. Because they got the players and they're obviously and they're good. Like that uh, that always helps. Like winning helps. Obviously, that's definitely definitely there. But all the Pirates have like you got Josh Bell, who's awesome, but that's it. And they have a few other guys here and there that are, I think are going to be pretty good, but it's like how long <laughs> before, oh, Until they're like, getting good. The like that, their criteria is like, ah, they're getting superstar status. Get rid of them before we don't even. It's like you still got these guys under control for a few more years. You don't even have to worry about paying them yet. Yep. Like the same thing with like the Jays with like Vladdy and, and Bo. It's like they got like, say they both explode in the next two years and become like elite superstars, which is very good potential. They still don't have to worry about paying them probably for another, like, four or five years. Yeah, that, that, that's the great thing about baseball is that you have all these years. You have that flexibility. Yeah. So, with that, you have, to, you have to utilize that time to build yourself a contender. But, you know, Pittsburgh doesn't seem to. No, their their owner, Bob Nutting, clearly does not care. Like, he straight yeah. up does not give a crap about the team winning or not. He's just, I don't want to spend money. And then it's like if you are sign up and buy a team, why the why? Why did you, you do to, it yeah. in the first place? Or if you don't want to do anything, then let somebody else run the show. You just You're just the guy's name with, that owns it. Yeah. I mean, I get not spending the money, but then if you're not, if you don't want to spend money, then don't. Don't own anything. <laughs> I, I, I don't know what else to say to that. But definitely don't own a sports team because you're going to have to spend a little bit to, you know, be any bit successful. And I've, I've experienced that with the Mets, obviously, you know, with the Wilpons. Oh, God. They, they don't like to spend a lot of money. They're just awful. 
and they try to do the money ball thing, but they do it like the opposite way. So like, it never, it never actually works. <laughs> yeah. Out. See, at least and the A's can like go to the playoffs, win ninety something games with like a bunch of randos. Great, they don't never win anything in the playoffs, but you're going to the playoffs. Yeah, it's still, you're still getting there. But the Mets, they just, you know, they give us a good run like at the end of the year, and then they just end up not making it. And then... The Mets are George Costanza. Yeah. <laughs> they are him in sports team form. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm thankful that now they have the bidding going to sell the team. Oh, with, uh, Steve Cohen and uh, a- uh, please, J-Rod, please, like just somebody else, literally anyone else, buy the Mets. And I think you'll notice once that happens, as long as the it's the under the right ownership. But I think almost anything's going to be better than the Will Ponds at this point. Yeah, definitely. Um, you're going to notice some change uh, and, like, longer sustained change for the better, I think. Yeah, same. And, you know, with, with the – yeah, no matter who it is, you're going to get uh, a better product on the field. You're going to get more interaction with the fans, and it's 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 going to be great. I, I really can't wait for this for this change. <laughs> Oh, yeah. yeah. Even for me, and I'm not even a Mets fan, but I'll root for the Mets anyway to be they're the local team um, that is not the Yankees. So <laughs> I always I always rooted for the Mets anyway. But uh, just, just in general, and for the fans, the poor Mets fan, I mean, some are delusional, but, like, I, you can't really blame them because it's just been a lot of suffering. Now get ready for more delusion. If we get like, if Steve oh, Cohen it's gonna be extreme team, delusion, but that's part of the fun, I think. Yeah, but but we deserve it. We deserve to be delusional and it actually happening. <laughs> exactly. Be the best part of it, like saying like, oh, we could get Mookie Betts next year and yeah, it's it's awesome. It and just, just creates good. debate and just fun. It's just this is part of it, and it's part of baseball. Is ah, oh, here's the Mets fans crawling out of. The caves just screaming, we're going to get this guy and this guy, and we're going to be – it's our year. Every year's our year. That's the way to do it. Yeah. Why not? Meanwhile, the Yankees yeah. lose one game. All the fans are like, fire this guy. Cut judge. It's like, okay, just shut up. Yeah, we, we, you're, you're fine. You're going to be fine. Look at last year. You had everybody and their mother was hurt, and you still won 100 games. I, I have no sympathy. So relax, everybody. <laughs> yeah, so I'm excited for that. So we'll see what happens. But um, I think it should be going on. I think towards the end of the month, they said that they might have a, a decision on who who <laughs> will actually team. get yeah. get to own the New York Mets. But I'm, I'm kind of spectacle. Uh, I'm kind of worried about the the A Rod bid because he's kind of like scrap it together whoever you can just to get the bid so like how is he going to have money to spend on free agents when he doesn't have enough to even get yeah the bid? I, you know what it might be it might be that he doesn't want or maybe doesn't have the financials to fully be the sole owner so he wants to have like you know how the oh you'd be surprised how many teams have yeah. like partial stake owners where it's like obviously you know it's like the one guy is like the main owner but there's a few other it's like investors. It's all the big, yeah. rich guys yeah, just like, getting uh, their like hands the, and everything. Like the Derek Jeter group in uh, Miami. Exactly. Yeah, he's, Something he like that. Money, but um, but I think what you'd get, get like there is that A-Rod wants to kind of oversee. He's looking at what Jeter's doing, and he's like, all right, there's a bunch of guys there that it's like an ownership group, but clearly they've all agreed to let Jeter kind of oversee it all. Like the other guys are just, I'm here's my money. I own partial uh, of the team and I'm going to make money off of just being an owner obviously and that's it I'll let the baseball people run the show I'm gonna, that's their job they know this I'm going to let them do it and I think it's that's maybe what A-Rod is trying to do is that he's going to be get a few people on board alright it's all of our company let me oversee it I'm sure we're all we're all in agreement there you can give me a few notes in there but I, I'm a I'm a baseball guy, so obviously he knows what he's doing. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, no doubt. No, I agree with that. But, like, he's trying to get, like, Travis Kelsey, uh, Bradley Beal, like, 
I mean, they, they only have so much money to, like themselves. You yeah, know you mean? know, he that might be. Maybe he just wants it to more of like, like um, like, like uh, players, just overall players to get more of just an ownership type deal going on. And kind of change the trend of just like old white dudes owning everything. Yeah, true. Um, and especially having because most of your superstars in all the leagues are minority players. They're black and brown people, yep. and that still reflects the country big time. Especially as we keep moving forward, country's getting more browner and blacker as we go on. I I have no issue with that at all. Who cares? Like that's the whole point of the country is the melting pot, which is everybody come on in. Yep. Yeah, that's the whole point of the country is immig- immigrants and just in general. Um, just have, hey, everybody come on down. It's the land of opportunity, whether we've got to fix a few things because we've kind of been duped a little bit, but we're still the the hope for everybody. And we're, we're the the ever-changing, exper- the human exper- experiment, excuse me, that is this country. see what happens so. yeah so i i think that's a good thing i think a rod's got a good thing going there if he gets play i think that's a great idea having bradley be like all these guys involved because that i think they should have more you should be seeing more and more former players or just minorities owning sports yeah, no, teams when they definitely. reflect the league <laughs> themselves yeah we gotta get you know everybody involved yeah that's the whole and, point that's how we all win yeah, we all gotta follow, you know, LeBron James. He's he's probably like the the model for, you know, athletes getting involved in other sports. Cause Definitely. He has, he has a stake in uh, Liverpool. He has a stake in. Does he have anything else? I'm not sure. I he, I think he has a few. I I don't know off the top of my head. No, but yeah, he, he's like the model business. Oh yeah, so be a mongol. Be a. Follow him. Businessman, you're not just an athlete. I mean, you can be, and you can do whatever you want. You retire, and that's it. You don't, I mean, they don't have to do anything. But some guys that have the power and the, the reach and the influence might as well do it because you can. they can enact change for the better and kind of change overall the culture of everything, especially within sports and the ownership and just how everything's run. And I think that would just that establishes a better relation because there's always, almost in every sport, at least the four majors, you have the PAs, the player associations, and the leagues. It's like the relationship between the PA and the league is always, they're always like, yeah, it's great, but is it really great? It it seems like yeah. they're both trying to undermine the other, more so the leagues themselves because they kind of you're literally using the play, the players are your product. Um, so they should have a lot more say than they they normally have, I think. And even when you look at the relationship between the, the owner of the team and the players on the team, that's always kind of like a disconnect there. So if you bring in owners that can connect better with the players, then you're going to have a better relationship and better business. Yeah, and, you know, and that, it's, that, at the end of the day, they're all business. It's like you're working for corporate. Yeah, you're playing baseball, but your boss, you're in the workplace. <laughs> that's the workplace. It's 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 an awesome workplace, obviously, but uh, the culture and the st- it's and it's it, you feel more comfortable, and then you're gonna play better. When oh hey, that's my boss, but he's hanging out with us. He's saying hello. He's making sure we're all good. Everything's up top notch. Like I love using this example, and I'm obviously biased because I'm a Steeler fan. But like they. It's more than that, though. Like, the Roonies, they care. And they're always there. They know everybody's name. Even if you're, like, the practice squad fifth string long snapper, you're getting greeted personally by the the really rich dude that owns the team. Because he actually cares. And he's like, that's... And that's where I like the Roonies, too, is because they're literally, like, that's... Most other owners are just really rich from other things and have other businesses, and they just happen to own a team. The Roonies, like, are the Steelers. Like, that's their team. That's their business is the Pittsburgh Steelers. So, like, that's that's, they they can focus all of their time and energy on them and then any other thing that they want to do on top of that. Yeah, so, yeah, that 
That's the ideal owner. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. Obviously, not every owner can do that, and they don't have yeah. to do that. No, no. But don't be like Dan Snyder. That's <laughs> don't be like. Whereas Jerry Jones, I'm not the biggest Jerry Jones fan, but I will give him credit that he does treat his employees and all players and all, at least for the most part, what we know of, well, and he and he keeps it within house and he does a good job. He makes sure his guys get paid and treated yeah. properly, and I think that's that's nice. Uh, other things I can criticize the hell out of Jerry Jones. Like, yeah, not saying a single thing on Black Lives Matter, but that's a whole other yeah, issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but coming back full circle, I just hope that the Mets get a good owner and we're, good, we're, we're able to proceed and be a good team in the future. Definitely, yeah. And they have the pieces because I think they have a legitimate shot this year to make a little bit of noise. Too bad Syndergaard had to get hurt. But I guess it's it's yeah. almost in a way better that he's hurt. Yeah, he's hurt now. Like, during this, kind of this like crazy, season. hectic, weird season. So, like, yeah. it's like, all right, it's not going to feel that, like, huge of, like, ah, oh, crap, we don't have him. I mean, you know, you just know it's going to come down to, like, Someone's going to break it down by the end of the season. They're like, well, if they had Syndergaard, they probably would have easily won. It's totally going to happen. Yeah, but no, I'm happy he got hurt when he did, you know, back in March. Because he, he still has time to recover, you know, before yeah, it's the early. Yeah. And then I, I'd rather him get hurt then than get hurt now during this 60-game season and be out next year when it, you know, when we have one. When you actually games. have a full regular season going again. Yeah, yeah so – so Hopefully he could rest up now, and then next season when we need him, he'll come back and be he'll healthy. Come back exactly. Um, yeah, so that that's baseball, and a, a few other tangents we got in there. Um, so we, we also got, got some basketball and hockey coming up at the end of the month. Also, yeah, so that's going to be great to to watch. Definitely, and we got football. They're gonna. I mean, they supposedly they're reporting the camp fairly soon. That's yeah, a whole they, weird thing. Yeah. I don't know what they're going to do there for football, but we have basketball. They have the bubble. We have a little controversy controversy going on with the bubble. Got some Disney. <laughs> yeah, some snitches. Hotel. But I think this is this is one of the few times like snitching is like okay. Yeah, <laughs> because it's for the benefit of the league. It's literally and yourself. Like safe. you're yep. you should be smart enough like you could just infect everyone and then you just ruined it all for not only that you're health concern and like that's first and foremost like we don't want people getting sick or getting injured and god forbid dying or anything catastrophic but also like that with that then you're just canceling the season or whatever they're trying to do yeah again so it's like and that doesn't help at all that's a lot then everybody's losing money not just the owners and the league it's now you're losing money as a player Nobody wants that. So, no. so everybody just stay in their place and you know just, just try to get the season on. Yeah, just go to, go to work and play ball, make your money, have some fun. Um, and and if not, then opt out. Like I, you they still have you have your choices. It's I don't think anyone should be forced to if they don't feel comfortable. Like like a guy in baseball, Buster Posey, and that's and it's not the same case for everybody, especially in baseball. Because you have a lot of guys, even or all the sports that don't get, they're not getting, they don't have the financial wherewithal to just opt out. Like they're kind of forced to play because this is how they make their money, and they don't like Buster Posey. Obviously, has made enough in his career and has a big contract that he can opt yeah. out a year and he'll be fine. Because he's got a lot yeah. of endorsements. Because what they have two premature twins. Yeah, I yeah, I'm, I, I don't blame so. Buster Posey for not. Wanting to play like that's no, I don't blame anybody for not wanting to play. That's that's another thing. We shouldn't be oh, yeah. ostracizing them yeah. or yeah, like they're if that's what they feel best is for them. Then by all means, power to you. That's you're right as an individual. Yeah, but overall, I think the the majority of players are going to play, so that that's good for you know for us to watch them. And uh, it should be exciting. I know the the Nets had a lot of uh, COVID problems, <laughs> so they they can they have a lot of like practice squad guys and like free agent signings. You know what? I like it even better because 
because I, I feel like they play better, or at least it's more fun when you have a bunch of hungry young guys that are just looking for a shot. Great, they're probably not going to win anything because you do in the NBA, you need superstars to win. But the superstars the Nets have are probably my two least favorite superstars. I was like the one Nets fan at the time when they made those signings. I was like, I am not happy about this. Because while KD is arguably the best player in the league, or one or two, he's the be- probably the best offensive player ever, yep. arguably. Um, he's like a head case. He's just... Uh, like what? you're KD, who can't like I I will never get over this. How he's got burner accounts, burner phones for like, who cares what some twelve year old loser on the internet says? Oh, KD sucks. You really gotta make a fake account to defend yourself. Who you are, KD? You have you've MVPs, uh, world championships, gold medals. Yeah, I, I, who the who the hell cares what anyone thinks? You're fine, dude. That, that's just the world we live in today. A lot of these players, you know, they, they're worried about their image. They're soft they're egos, and I get it, but they it's like, come themselves. on. Being LeBron, dude, that dude gets, like, bad hate. Like, really yeah. bad hate. None of it warranted, and none of it even makes sense half time. but it's, like, super hate. The guy's not calling people out or... You're a sellout to Kendrick Perkins, or like, okay, because he criticized you, so now he's a sellout. First of all, look up the definition of a sellout and wrong. Like, if you're gonna insult, insult correctly, <laughs> at the very least. And then Kyrie is like a an anomaly. I think he's like, there's something like, I, I there's something else to it. But also, both of them are not healthy on top of their annoying head cases sometimes. It's like they're not, they're paying all this money and you're not even playing, but you're talking. G- great. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it's, it's a big mess there. In, in yeah. Brooklyn. So, I'll take my guy Spencer Dimwitty and Karis LeVert, two very underrated stars out there, or have potential stardom with LeVert at least. And I, those guys are more fun to watch anyway, in my opinion. Yeah, they go hard. They may not be most crisp and most fundamentally sound, but they're still pretty damn good. And they they go hard every night. Not that the other guys yeah. don't, but you can tell. There's like a different intensity with some of those guys. And it's not just on the Nets. There's plenty of other teams and other players out there in the NBA that, that just go hard, that play good defense. And it's just fun. It's fun. That's all this is. It's fun entertainment. I did like the Jamal Crawford sign. I oh, I thought was that was fantastic. Song. I'm glad he's still playing. I love yeah. it. <laughs> hey, he's a great player, great great leader, you know, great locker room presence. So he should Definitely. Be I think that'll help the development of Definitely. the young Nets. Big time. And then you, you saw, I think you guys signed uh, Michael Beasley, right? Michael Beasley, he, who he who's left, a, a decent role player. Remember he was on the Knicks, he was solid. Yeah. He got MVP chance. So yeah, it's awesome. Good. <laughs> <laughs> the, walk, the walking bucket. I remember I went to the last Nets game in New Jersey. Um, I forget what year that was. I think it was like 2012 or something like that. And it was at the Prudential Center, the Rock. And it was back. And they were terrible. It was like the bad Nets teams. It was like where they were in that little era post J kid Vince Carter all those guys so it was just like they were just trash the only good player they had was it was before they even got Darren Williams or he was hurt or whatever so it was Chris Humphrey's Nets when he was actually pretty good so there was MVP chance (laughs) at this game against the 76ers and it was right before the Sixers had those like five years of just like tanking to get everybody so they lose their last Jersey game to the Sixers with Chris Humphrey's MVP chance, but what a time. It was fantastic. Crazy stuff. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then we got my Knicks who oh, don't play until next October, so hopefully the NBA can do a little like tournament or something for the teams that aren't playing now. Yeah, the, the special teams. Back in, that... <laughs> back in the, the swing of things. Just to get them to play something, but 
Oh, excuse me. Wow. But the the Knicks, oh, God, man. Just the, the city of New York and this whole area is just craving for the Knicks. You're still selling. You're at the guard in the world's most famous arena. They're just craving for something good, and they just can't do it. Dolan just <laughs> Jim Dolan's is, one of the worst, man. Oh yeah, speaking of bad owners, yeah, he, he's probably the, the top. <laughs> this of the guy's list. top dog yes, right no. there with Dan Snyder and yep. and the Will Ponds. The biggest problem is with the Knicks is they still sell out every single night, no matter who they have on the court. The garden is still packed. Yeah, that their brand and the city of New York loves basketball so much that yeah. they're still going to go see the Knicks, even though the Knicks are essentially a laughing stock of not just the NBA world, just the sports world in general. Sadly, when it's like it's the New York Knicks, they play in the garden, like. <laughs> but they've just been a, a joke for a long time, and it's sad. Yeah, and, and my solution is you have to give Dolan an incentive to, to change because if you're selling out the garden every night, there's no incentive to do anything because he's still making money. Yeah, he's still making the money. It seems like they're good because you got the whole – it's sold out. Yep, so we got to boycott it. Yeah, <laughs> because it's almost – because most of the time it's – I think it's still selling out because you have the superstars from the other teams when they go visit the Knicks – yeah, so you're going true. to see, all right, I'm going to see LeBron play in the garden. Just yeah, so happens LeBron's not yeah. playing on the on the home team. <laughs> that's the <laughs> that's the issue there. So you're getting you're getting trash from the home team, unfortunately. Yeah. No, but yeah, things have to change there, and I I think it's starting to change now. We're looking for a new coach. We have uh, Thibodeau is a, a candidate. Uh, Mike Woodson. Uh, Kenny Atkinson, believe it or not, is a candidate. I think so. literally any one of those is phenomenal. I think Kenny might actually be the best choice. I'm still tight that the Nets got rid of him, but I blame oh, yeah. that entirely on Kyrie and KD. Yep. And I get it. He I works agree. better with younger teams developing them and whatnot, but I still think that doesn't mean he's not a bad that he's a bad coach with superstars. I think that would he's only better then. He never got the chance to prove that he was bad. With no, you know, not at all. It was awful. It was just like, clearly it was like Kyrie and KD just like, yeah, we're not really feeling this, so fire him, please. Yeah. It's like, okay. And I saw the other day that uh, Kevin Durant wants Mark Jackson as the Nets coach, but he literally got fired for the same reason uh, Kenny got fired. Yeah. Like, they didn't think that he could take <laughs> it to the next level. Yeah, so. what? He just so put him in the same situation that he was in in Golden Exactly. State. And or 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 that's just telling me is like, oh, I I just don't like Kenny for whatever reason. So I want Mark Jackson. I I think Mark Jackson would be a great coach as well. But it's like there's no there's no continuity or really it's like what it's like you just want him gone because you don't like him like okay. Yeah, you have a lot of power, but like how do you really expect to win? And you want to? I know he's still. He wants to prove that he can win without Steph Curry and the the Warriors' dream team. Then yeah, you're gonna need a good coach. Um, and you know other players too. It can't just be you and Kyrie yep. and a bunch of randos. Like it's gotta be like you gotta you need, you play a team. It's still team. Around. Yeah. Yeah, we'll see. I'm sure they'll be fine. But they're not going to win anything until they, everybody gets on the same page and wants to just hunker down and you got to stay healthy and just win. Yeah, definitely. So, we'll see what happens. We'll see. And I mean, I, the NBA, I mean, who who's favorites? It's probably, it's got to be the Bucks, Lakers, yeah, yeah, right? Bucks, Is Lakers, that what's going Clippers. on? Yeah, even, even with the NBA, like the MLB, anybody, I think anybody can can win this. this Definitely, it opens it up. Because it's it, whatever momentum or non-momentum teams had when it was going on, that is long gone. That's That might as well be ancient history. It's like you're starting up a new season to essentially finish this one, which is kind of – that's definitely crazy, but I think that's kind of cool because then it's just like – it almost it almost renders 
everything else useless yeah, besides like, the the records that are already in place. So it's like you have your seedings almost set. So I think that should still remain the same. It's like, all right, then you're clearly just tossing the whatever happened before away and you can't do that. I think you have to keep that. And I think that's what they're doing, right? They're keeping like, all right, everything, whatever the standings yeah, were is what we're doing. Yeah. We just got to finish. We got to just conclude the season, really finalize the seedings and then go into what we're doing. Yeah, if it wasn't for the West and how tight it was, like they wouldn't do like the rest of the regular season because like they invited like, I think like nine, no, not nine. Um, A few extra, yeah, what, like what is it, 20 teams, teams like, something or 22, 22 teams? 22 teams. Yeah, and they clearly wanted to get the Pelicans in there with Zion. Yeah. And I get it because he is he's going to be selling tickets of when we're allowed to go. Um, yeah, and he's going to draw eyes. To the all TV. the eyes, yeah, are going to be. So, a, to all the marketing. And he's clearly made them like somewhat of a decent team. I mean, there's still a few players away or, or development away from being like full on playoffs, but he's going to be with something like this. They 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 have a legitimate shot as anybody. Yep. And also another thing is like everything. Everybody that was hurt, you know, previously, like during the regular season, now everybody's healthy. So now everybody. Everybody is it's like a new clean and, and slate to yeah, finish yeah. off yeah, what was happening. Yeah. I think uh, uh, Giannis was hurt. He, like, he had like a back problem, and now that's all healed up. He's so healed, he, so he'll be ready to go, ready fully to go. ready to go for the playoffs, and that helps them. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it'll be nuts. Everybody's rested. Everybody's good, so it should be really exciting. Yeah, I'm hoping everybody can follow the guidelines as much as they can. For both of these leagues, I hope everybody stays healthy for the most part. And I just want some – we just want some sports, man. Yeah. We need something. I've been craving it. And it's going to be exciting as yeah. long as it goes uh, according to plan and everybody stays healthy. Um, and hopefully – I'm hoping for as crazy as stuff to happen as possible. I want some surprise. I want – I want as many surprises as possible because I think that only helps both of the leagues big time, especially baseball. I think if you have – I'm just going to use my Jays, for example. If, if they just somehow sneak in, that's awesome because then you just – now you get, oh, now we got all the kids watching. Oh, Bo Bichette, Flatty, all these young youngins. That's yeah, going to help the exposure. league. You know, exactly. Gets these guys, and then it opens up like, oh, hey, we got to watch these guys now. These – some good stuff. There's some good young ball players coming. Yeah, so the return to sports is is is, is welcome. We're, we're ready for it. I mean, like there has been like NASCAR and um, uh, European soccer, European and then Korean soccer, baseball. But, but, but that's not that, that's not cutting it. We need no. It's need not especially American in America. Sports. We still love. I mean, yeah, NASCAR is huge, but it's really that's still a niche. Yeah. Um, type yeah, thing. Like so, I'm not. I'm not – I'd still rather watch no sports than NASCAR, but that's just because I'm not a NASCAR fan. Um, yeah. yeah, there are fans. You know, people enjoy that, but yeah, we but enjoy I'm, the big four. The big four. Back, Baseball, yeah. basketball, football, hockey. Give give it to me now and give yeah, me all of it. Inject it in, in my veins. Right into the veins. <laughs> so that's that for uh, episode four of the newest season of Joy and Pain. Sorry for the sporadic – uh, releases for these episodes, but as we said, it's a little hectic. We're gonna yeah, try to keep you as uh, frequent as possible, and we're gonna get the. There will be guests on. That's another thing we're trying to finalize that. But we're gonna. We have a high school ref that should be on our next show from uh, the local New Jersey area. Um, we can get his perspective on just high school sports and just ref and just the refs perspective in general because I feel like we don't really you don't really get the refs perspective and usually unanimous unanimous excuse me wow I'm having a real bad time the refs are usually the most hated person yeah at a sporting event both team both rival teams will still agree yeah we can share that we both hate the refs so it'll be interesting to see that perspective, especially at a high school level, because you got to deal with parents, and that is yeah, 
That's pretty terrible. We all know how bad that can be. But that's that. That'll do it for Joy and Pain. Thanks for listening. Thank you, guys. Appreciate it. For uh, Chris and Devin, y'all have a good one.